Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to the absolutely epic early week podcast. This is week nine. Dean, seven, I don't know if you're here again. Dean, if you want to get all specific on me, I think that reversed that. Uh, usual suspects, once again, leading off. By the way, we should tell you guys, uh, this is our Halloween-themed show, so we're all dressed up for you. Oh, this, yeah, we should have planned this up. Why did they get all dressed up? This is a podcast, guys. So much for that. I was in the makeup chair for like three hours. Uh, Grant, you're leading off. Tell the people, uh, give the imagination. Tell them what you're wearing tonight. Um, I'm wearing orange shorts with palm trees on it um, and no shirt. I am okay. moderately overweight. Uh, I am <laughs> unshowered for the most part. Uh, we'll get to that later. And yeah, yeah, that's it. I, I'm very uncleanly. What character does that sound like, Bobby? What, I, I, I feel like I have it, but I don't exactly know who it is. Wait, I don't know. <laughs> Bobby thinks it's No, I, I what character does it sound like? No, it's Grant. He's not dressed up. Is it's, it's kind of sort of a joke. He's not uh, that's not a character. No one got no, no. that joke, Dean. No one will have got yeah. that joke. Yeah. I thought it was pretty clear you were describing <laughs> yourself, right? Was I missing something? Were you not describing yourself? What are you yeah. talking about? I mean, I'm describing myself on most days. Yeah, you ain't wrong. Yeah, so you're not wearing a costume. Is the point? Well, Nonetheless, he's Grant. Grant, uh, welcome to the podcast. How did last week treat you? Oh, it went bad. It went super bad. Um, no James Conner. I, I full-on faded James Conner. I'm like, I'm going to get Barkley at lower ownership. Uh, so I'd rather just pay up a bit more for him. And then I had a lot of Crowell, which I still stand by as a good play. It just did not work out well. Um, but yeah, so I think um, Cash, I missed by like two points or something like that. Three points. It just did not go well. I, I had a lot of zeros up there, but you know what? On to next week. Oh, also, Nijoku. Nijoku and Martavis Bryant, those guys, they really are not nice people. CJ Uzoma thinks those guys suck. I had some of him, too. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh boy, it worked. I somehow survived a couple zeros in cash and won most of those games. And on Fandle, it, uh, it was a good week. I jammed them in. You know, I got the Gurley, I got Mixon, and I got the Connor, and that kind of worked out for me as well too. So it was a pretty solid week for me. Bobby, uh, you were saying pretty sure. I think you did pretty well. As far as uh, I have to bring it up, I, I, it's a sore spot. But your Dodgers, you know, you went to the game at least. That was fun, I'm sure. But then it was didn't end well for you. I apologize. I'm sorry for that. Well, so here's what's happened for me in the last 24 hours. It's really weird. Weird. Like I had a profitable, but not like amazing day, like a slightly profitable. Unfortunately, and the Dodgers on Saturday sort of broke my heart already. Uh, that game, Dave Roberts, you know, oh my God, that was the worst I've ever seen. And yeah, the bats didn't wake up. Congratulations to the Red Sox, all that stuff. Anyway, leaving the game was painful. Thanks to DraftKings. Awesome to be on the field during batting practice. That was really cool. Anyway, slightly profitable day. I get back. I'm at my buddy's house down there. We went to the game. I go to get my car in the morning to drive home. Car has been towed. Unfortunately, oh. the car had been towed and had been there longer because I'd actually had it down there and I took the train down. It's a long story. Anyway, I basically was all over the place for the last four or five days and I had my car there. Turned out I'd been towed and basically wiped out a good chunk of my winnings by sitting in the tow lot, which I couldn't believe how much money it cost me. After oh, was it really more of a racket than the, than the toe? Yeah. Was it 200 bucks, 300 bucks, something crazy? No, oh, way higher than that. We were not even like in the, you're not even in the ballpark with how much it was. Um, what? It, it's crazy. Uh, anyway, it really disturbed me. It was more even just about the whole, after, and it was like after the Dodgers lost, we had some consolation drinks and we were drinking during the game and stuff. A little bit like not exactly the greatest feeling in the next, you know, the Monday morning of a hangover when you, had an NFL day where you had a lot of things right and you felt like you could have made some money and you end up walking away from it from all this. And I just like kind of felt physically ill all day. Like I just didn't, I just felt feel bad. I didn't feel good about this whole weekend. And it was a very optimistic start on Friday with the 74 hour game. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, we're on to week nine boys. It seems like, you know, we always say this, the season's just flying right by, but it really is. Uh, the season is absolutely flying right by. We're going to talk about the main slate in just a second. Uh, the, uh, as we always say, this is a first look podcast. We're doing this Monday night, right after the Monday night football game. Uh, we focus as far as salaries. We focus on DK. Just again, it's a first look. You can only look at so many sites, so much stuff. Uh, there are six teams on by Cincinnati, Arizona, Indianapolis, Philadelphia, the Giants, and the Jags. Uh, there's also a game on Thursday night, a really gross game on Thursday night. Uh, Oakland and San Fran. Uh, that's going to be a snoozer for sure. Uh, we're not going to be talking about that one. Sunday night game, we have Green Bay and New England. That's a fun game. Too bad we're going to be missing out on that one. And then Monday night is Tennessee and Dallas. So, uh, again, we're focusing on the 10-game main slate. Uh, it's a 10-game main slate, Grant, but there's one game that we're going to focus on, at least at the top, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would say so. See, saw something that I've never seen before, I don't think, in an NFL game. Jets Miami is that we're talking about? We're on the same page? Yep, going to crush one of the highest over-unders I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, we got a 60, right? We got a 60 out of uh, the Rams and New Orleans. Yeah, no, we've Let's had a few 58s, 59s. Like, now, like, I was expecting the first six of the year to come with KC, but I guess this is almost as fitting here. I mean, we have – Two of the top offensive teams in the entire NFL. Two of the best head coaches in the NFL. Two of the best, I mean, incorporating into their system, quarterbacks in the NFL. Two of the best running backs in the NFL. Just everything. It's incredible. I am so excited for this game from just an actual watching perspective. 
and it's over in New Orleans, which is going to make it even higher scoring. I, I don't know if enough people are going to be on this game. I mean, just looking at it, I don't know if DraftKings priced guys up nearly as much as they should. We've got Michael Thomas sitting there at 7,600. We have Robert Woods at 7K. We have Brandon Cooks at 6,700. I haven't even checked out the price of what's-his-name, uh, the third guy, wide receiver there. And we have Kamara on the other side and Gurley, like – Realistically, this is you're going to have to be looking out for some value this week just because of how much you want to have from this game, and it's going to be tough to fit a lot of these guys into your lineups. Couple things there, Grant. Uh, I think what's his name was Reynolds, right? But Cooper yeah. Cup, uh, according to reports, is expected to play. At least again, this is a Monday, but as of Monday, he's expected to play. So that would uh, but that would relegate Reynolds, and like he's no longer interesting. Also, you got a price bump to 4.5k after uh, you know taking it to the box to the box two times last week. Um, we saw a price drop on Todd Gurley, which is interesting. Kamara is down to 7.3K, which, you know, I understand Ingram's back, but still, we saw this guy, well, I think he was like 9K, give or take, last year with, with Ingram lurking. And, oh, man, there, there is so much that's worth talking about. Let's break it down. Uh, well, let's bring Bobby in. I assume, Bobby, you have some thoughts as far as this game? Yeah, I think you have two of the best three teams in football. And I think the Saints are a lot better better all around than everyone realizes, but their offense is so high-powered and the Rams is so high-powered, it won't matter in this one. I don't know if Grant was what he meant. Grant, you really think people aren't going to be on this? Like, I can't imagine people no, aren't going to be on it enough, is what I'm saying. Enough? Really? I think it's going to be like... People are going to be on it, but I I, I don't know what value stand. I mean, it could change. It changes drastically. I think it's all, they all stand out as value to me. Um, no, I'm talking about what value plays you have, because obviously most of these guys... Well, you could play Traquan... Yeah, yeah, I guess there's Traquan in there, uh, and I'm not sure. Ingram, Ingram is a value play at 5K. Like, you can take a shot, you know what People I mean? People aren't going to go on Ingram too much. Yeah, that's an interesting, like, way to get off of. Like, actually, yeah, that they won't do much of. But you don't need that much value. I mean, it's the Rams middle of the road, guys. You can find other value out there. Some We'll find out. Believe me, something's going to happen. It's a long week. Um, well, also, the trade deadlines this week, too. So something wonky might happen there as well, too. It might open up yep. some stuff. Uh, keep an ear to that. Obviously, we can't uh, we can't predict the future. We can't be uh, play any hypotheticals out. But I believe it's Tuesday. So there you go. Some some guys uh, might open up for sure. Demarius Thomas, if he doesn't play, Sutton all of a sudden become a chalky guy. But uh, Bobby, you mentioned Ingram. Let's talk about that just for a second. Ingram uh, and and uh, Kamara both back. They had fifty one. No wait, hold on. I think it was fifty three snaps. Yeah, fifty three snaps uh, together. At least the team did. That's not that many snaps. Uh, last week, one against uh, Minnesota. They played together somewhat, a little bit. 38 snaps for Kamara out of 53 total snaps for the team, and Ingram played 23. Is 23 snaps out of 53? I mean, I don't know that's exactly what they're going to do here again, but that doesn't seem like enough for me. Uh, no, I'm, not, I'm not thrilled. No, you're playing a little bit of a different angle. They try and control the clock a little more, which they've done in some games that were supposed to be high up-tempo over the last couple of years that now that their defense is a little bit better. Try to control the games on the ground, which you saw them do a lot last year, actually. Um, but I, I, I'm not, like, overwhelmingly in the thing. I'm just mentioning him as, like, he's the, the cheaper, like, off like guy who maybe yeah. hasn't played as much in this game. Sort of like, you know, the, this last week we had Josh Reynolds as, was our guy, you know, our cheap guy in the big game. Um, but anyway, no, I, I much prefer Kamara. Like I'll, I'll take Kamara at 7,300 here all day. Like this is a great spot. I, if, if the ownership for any reason skews away from it, I'll be more on it right now. I think it's going to be so heavily owned and I believe in it's weird because I think that these defenses are both actually, I think the Rams have a really good defense, but they just, they give up big games to receivers. Partly it's because they score so fast, all this stuff. Same with new Orleans sometimes. Um, 
I don't know. I, I think that there's an outside, like if this game busts and it's going to be crazy chalky because we've got less games this week. We've got more teams on buys. Um, I think it's going to be well, crazy. Well, it's the same chalky. amount because there's no, uh, there's no game in London, so it's still 10. Oh, okay, same amount. You're right. No, there is. Oh, you're yeah. right. There's no game in London. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So same amount. But, um, but certainly not like anything that stands out so obviously like is this. I mean, I, you look at this slate right away and it's just – you just go to one spot and this is it. Like I, I don't think any other game is like overwhelmingly exciting, at least at first glance. There's other games I'm gonna, we're, we'll get into because we're going to have to pivot off of this chalk, but I, I'm just explaining why I think this is going to be chalk. What did Todd Gurley do, Grant, to deserve a, a price decrease? What did he do wrong? Did he not score four touchdowns? Uh, yeah, he he really pissed people off by not going into that last touchdown last game. Yeah, I, I feel like Todd Gurley has played Madden before. He's a smart guy. He understands, yeah, wonky things can happen. And, you know what's crazy? Uh, is that could be an MVP costing touchdown. Like if that was – if it's going to be between 29 or 30 touchdowns for him this year – both of which are the record, but like the actual number, like, cause it's hard to get in there conversation as a running back anyway. And he, his odds were too, too low before the year. Who been. else is in the running? Let's talk about it just for a second. I know it's a no, no. podcast, but Oh, is that a bad idea? Because I had a couple guys pop in my head that I thought. No, would be Brady. Is this a terrible, I didn't, I wasn't thinking Brady. I mean, he's certainly sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh, yeah, I guess it's going to work. By the end of the Thielen? I was thinking yeah. Mahomes and uh, I mean, is Thielen crazy? Not the conversation? No. Yeah, it is crazy. That team has been a, more of a letdown than not. They shouldn't – absolutely not – nobody from that team should be on this list. If you're going to do the MVP, you're not going to do it for a team. That's I mean, it's 100 receiving yards, yards for every game. I love Adam Thielen. I love Adam Thielen. Hey, man, you're talking to the, the guy who said this – I was calling Adam Thielen out as a top receiver on our first podcast. You can listen back. I always talk about it. That was A.J. Green, wasn't it? No, I was anti-A.J. Green. <laughs> Bobby, you were all over A.J. Green. You said you top are, five all you guys time. Are, you, guys are, you guys are obviously <laughs> messing with me. Hopefully, for those of you guys who actually listen to the podcast, you know that they're messing with me right now. Because, <laughs> but it's Mahomes. It's Mahomes. Gurley. I mean, is the main guys right now. I think that Brady's in the com- is going to be in the conversation. Oh, and Breeze too. Yeah, I don't even know if you can throw Breeze in there that much. I mean, it's I actually think Breeze, Breeze. I think I, I think on the updated sched thing I heard this the ranking this morning, they had Breeze at three. I regret asking this question. I apologize. I derailed the show. Uh, we, we, we backload the show for all our silliness and all our goofiness. And, of course, uh, we asked our question of the week. If you guys want to win yourself a fresh uh, Roto-Grinders T-shirt, we'll ask a question. You answer it in the comments section on rotogrinders.com And, you know, we'll, we'll select a winner. And actually, later on, we'll select our winner for the, the question last week. But, uh, all right, Bobby, uh, factor in price. I asked you about Gurley. Uh, factor in price, Gurley, Kamara, Ingram. Factor in the price now, Gurley's 9.5K. Kamara's 7.3K. Ingram, Ingram's 5K. Uh, prioritize them based upon price, obviously, dollar for dollar. Uh, uh, that's really tough because I sort of like playing that both together. I actually think it's Kamara, and Gurley, then Ingram. And that's really weird for me to say, but – I do think that's the, if you factor in price that Kamara is the best play in this Grant? game. Yeah, it's it's Kamara. Although I would rather go with Gurley uh, for cash, but Kamara, absolutely here. I mean, he could end up busting, but for GPPs, you're not going to find much higher of an upside considering this matchup. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Saints. It's interesting right now. Like we worry about his workload. He did only have 13 uh, attempts last week, but Breeze has only passed uh, 30 times since Ingram's come back. He hasn't passed over that in any single game. 
So this is very clearly a run first offense. And we didn't see it too much in the first few weeks, but we saw it all of last year, which is why Kamara was always able to make value. And he's so heavily involved in the pass game. And I think he's still the leader in red zone targets, like out of all wide receivers by a pretty drastic margin. Uh, actually not that drastic anymore. It's he has 18 targets, uh, second closest to Juju. So he could realistically end up with a 40-point game here, even not being the main back. I mean, this is going to be such a high-scoring game where I'm not going to be surprised if he ends up with two more touchdowns than Gurley. Well, but he's not – he is the main back. It's not It's not like it's a conversation between him and him. But it's he, not like Gurley who's in the game. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, but he's also like that 2,200 on this – like, look, value will probably open up. But until it does, on this current slate, that's that would be – It'd be Kamara right now. I mean, look, they both are. Are probably, you guys uh, DVOA truthers? Only somewhat, and I don't think it's always fair. Like halfway through the year, I really think you need more games. Like it's hard. Well, the, by the time you get the sample size, the season's over. That's no, but also, I know, and people only play half the games too. Like guys, guys I've been talking to Derek Cardi. By the time you get the sample size, it's seven years later. <laughs> <laughs> Cardi said, "Like you can't predict interceptions until about ten thousand throws, something like that." <laughs> Dan Marino, I think we kind of know what kind of quarterback Dan Marino is. Like year seventeen. <laughs> yeah, Cardi officially just figured out that Eli Manning's not very good at not trying to ball. <laughs> Eli Manning is the worst Hall of Famer ever. Yeah, yeah, oh, man, yeah he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but like begrudgingly, right? Uh, so the, the New Orleans has the second best DVOA as far as stopping the run. Did you care about that, Grant? Mm slightly but not really um i mean Gurley could still work from like get, get his worth through targets and through receiving and everything i mean he did this last weekend when he was kind of getting shut down a little bit by green bay although he came back and ended up crushing like getting a whole bunch of rushing yards in the second half because they were trying to run the ball out or clock out a bit um but i mean most of his equities and touchdowns and the rams every time they're in the red zone they're going to be giving them the ball it's just what they seem to do every single time so I'm not terribly worried about and with his price dropping down to 9.5K, like that, that still makes a pretty easy decision on my part. Yeah, Coach McGay's a smart dude. By the way, you know, it's uh, talk about a funnel, right? The New Orleans, as far as defensively, they're 30th DVOA against the pass. And if you're into this stat as well, as far as DVOA specifics, the running back passes, uh, that's 29. So maybe Gurley doesn't run for 150 yards, but he might catch eight passes or nine passes or 10 passes. I mean, he could just have an 80-yard receiving touchdown. I mean – We've seen two mm-hmm. – we've seen a 50-yard one this year. We saw a whole bunch of long ones last year. You guys mentioned Breeze. I don't like – I mean, look, I'm nitpicking here a little bit, but I don't want to play Breeze. Okay, I, I'll probably have some Breeze. But a slight deterrent is, like, Hill comes in and steals a couple of plays, sometimes in the, in the, you know, on the goal line as well. Is, is that a concern for you at all, Bobby? Is that a slight hit? Is that a slight enough hit, or am I just being nitpicky? You're – it's a little nitpicky to be honest, like, but I get it. I mean, it is, it is a frustrating thing that, you know, probably it's going to happen, you know, once or twice a game. Um, yeah. I don't think it's, I mean, it's not the only reason like Grant mentioned, I, I'm more worried about the the running game being effective. And, you know, it was interesting because the, the Packers did a pretty good job in, in, in Aaron Jones, like during the game against the Rams, um, which I was watching at Dodger stadium, but I was keeping an eye on it. And, um, I don't know. I think that this is like, yeah, 
I, I'm not on Breeze myself. Like, I'm just looking through and seeing who I'd rather play. There's guys who I'd rather play. I'd just rather pay up a little higher and play Cam, to be honest. Yeah, Cam's going to be awesome. Like, obviously, we love Breeze in the Dome at 6.1K. Goff in the same game at 6K as well, too. We clearly think that game's going to shoot out. Let's talk, let's talk about the plays as far as New Orleans last week. I'll take the over in 53. I think they're going to get more than 53 plays. And then, you know, Grant, you know, obviously Cam is a great play. He's the second most expensive guy, but the matchup against Tampa is kind of nuts. Uh, but, of course, there's like, why not just play Mahomes, the potential future MVP, uh, every single week until it, like, you know, it's not justified because the dude's game log. He's like the Adam Thielen of quarterbacks. He's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can play Mahomes. The problem is, I think, is Cleveland still the number one DBOA pass defense? I think they are, right? They're up Let there. Let me pull I, that up. But, like, as I'm pulling that up, tell me about what you think. Of the, is it a disaster in Cleveland? Losing their – are people excited? Are they exhaling? You really think – so, Vegas, I looked at this, and it was just first glance. Vegas, they gained two more points on the spread as soon as Hugh Jackson was fired. <laughs> How bad of a coach must you be that you're worth two points, like, the other way? Yeah, I mean, obviously the defense isn't really going to take a hit at all without Jackson in there. I mean, it's Greg Williams running the show anyways, and it's the defense is doing great. They plan things out, and they don't really allow a whole lot of yak because they kind of, like, try and jump on routes and everything. Um, I could see Reed potentially uh, taking advantage of that, but I don't entirely know if he will. I mean, 7,100's tough considering that we have Cam Newton against Tampa Bay, which is mm-hmm. – the worst pass defense, and I get that he doesn't have a whole lot of options. They're the worst everything defense. I swear, they're so bad. <laughs> uh, again, DVOA, they're number 10 against the run. Yeah, yeah. look what don't, ask don't Joe Mixon about that. You don't need a pass or a run against them because you're always passing. By the way, the true – You've got to make Fitzpatrick a two-way player. I think, that, I think that'll change, turn things yeah, around. he's the true MVP, and he's going to win the MVP because – <laughs> of all time here. Um, you, you were right, by the way, Grant. Uh, number one against the pass, Cleveland. Boom. Uh, but, I mean, even with Phillip Rivers is back on the slate again this week, and I could potentially see him putting up a big game. Uh, Trubisky against Buffalo, I guess probably not. The Chargers, I mean, I guess Seattle's going to be running a lot. It's mostly like Cousins, Goff. I mean, I guess you just go at the top, and, I mean, you can't even use Deshaun. Yeah, I'm starting to look at the slate more on at QB, and Mahomes is definitely still in play. But I, I have trouble just not going 100% Goff this weekend. Yeah, I mean, Goff at 6K seems too cheap. He was 6K last week. By the way, so tilted. Goff was sitting at like 295 for like, I don't know, seven or eight minutes or so. Did not get the 300-yard bonus. At least Gurley got there on that last play. He didn't score, but they were both – like Gurley was at like 96 or 97 or 98 or so. But uh, – Hey, forward-thinking podcast, so let's ignore that for a second. And Mahomes, yeah, probably not in cash because, you know, dollars matter. Uh, but for sure, always in play for tournaments. We'll talk about his receivers soon enough because there might be an interesting change based upon injury. Uh, again, we're just guessing on Monday. Uh, Bobby, you, is there any darts here as far as quarterback? Like, it's so condensed uh, as far as the asking price. Like, it doesn't make a lot of sense to, to step down unless you're playing the ownership game. But – you know, uh, quarterback ownership is – it only gets so high because, especially this week, there's going to be Breeze through there's going to be Goff, there's going to be some Cam. Watson certainly in play against Denver. Uh, you know, there's some cheapies down there. Grant mentioned Rivers. I don't like playing in Seattle. Eh, I guess he's in play. Hey, give me your thoughts here. J- jump in here, Bobby, as far as uh, any quarterbacks off the board. Um, yeah. 
I'm gonna recommend, recommend <laughs> that. <laughs> you're so lost, like you're trying to find something, but it's tough. No, no, <laughs> I've this got, was I've Jeopardy. Got, like I Alex would have buzzed you out or something. That yeah. Uh, I, I, okay, so I think that Cousins is off the board, and I think that okay. Detroit, Minnesota, is your other game pivot if you're pivoting, along with Tampa Bay, Carolina, obviously, but like that game just feels like it'll get no ownership. And if you have Minnesota playing, you know, trying to throw the ball around 35, 40 times like they have been, um, at least I think that they could light them up. I mean, if, if they can do it with the, you know, Seattle passing game, why couldn't they do that here? Grant, what say you? I mean, it's entirely dependent on Chris Thompson. Because uh, if Chris Thompson plays, then I think you can go with Alex Smith. I mean, Chris Thompson, that offense just drastically increases all of Alex Smith's numbers. And he's going up against Atlanta, which, I mean, they don't, I don't think they played last week, so we may have forgotten about this. But Atlanta is not good versus receiving running backs. And Chris Thompson could actually be the best receiving running back in the NFL, and especially when used by Alex mm. Smith. So it's an interesting corollary play using Alex Smith with Chris Thompson, your lineup, if he plays. But I think he suffered a rib injury. Um, yeah. So I, it, it, if he's not playing, then that's a no-go. Um, I guess you could go with Flacco. Flacco's at 5,300 here. He's still putting up the ball just a ridiculous amount of times. And he's going up against Pittsburgh, which although they are pretty decent, um, like, like rushing the passer, Flacco still has enough options where he can drop it off at any point in the field. They have a 25 implied team total. I could see Flacco being the guy to go with um, if if you're going to go in the lower range. Or wait, Fitzpatrick. What about what about Baker? Like, oh. I mean, look, I don't like. I, I think Baker Mayfield has been terrible in real life. Like, I've watched these games. Uh, he's not. His receivers haven't helped him for the most part. To be fair, it's yeah, all yeah. okay. Anyway, he's. Oddly enough, still put up, like, scores that aren't, like, awful, and this is, like, the best possible matchup for him. And you've got cheap receivers you can pair with him. Yeah. Who do you want to pair with him? I mean, you take a shot, but it's not, like, an exciting thing. I'm talking about – you're talking about for tournaments off the board. I think guy you, like Callaway. You, you, you paused out for a second there when you actually said the wide receiver. Callaway, sorry. Didn't you say okay. he was just terrible? I'm not a huge fan of it in general. This is a great spot for him. I didn't think Callaway was terrible. I, I, said, I said Higgins wasn't good. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, Landry's still – how many games do you think he's got under 10 targets this year? Uh, two. But, but, look, dude, there's our different tar- targets. They it's are not different. Like not all targets are pretty equal. I know, but still, like, he, he, he's gotten 10 to 15 targets every single game this year but one. And I got to think without Hugh – like, this is a scenario where it's kind of unknown without Hugh Jackson in there. And I think they fired Todd Haley, too. So, potentially, we can get an offense where he gets even more involved. And they're going to be throwing the ball just constantly. Baker's throwing the ball constantly already. I think he's had – yeah, he's averaging about 40 uh, passes per game he played. This one, it could go up to 50 in all likelihood. So, I could easily see Jarvis with 15 targets. 15 catches, and even if he just gets 100 yards and a touchdown, which, I mean, he's done that or been within three yards of that twice. Uh, like, he's 
he's potentially like that's twenty five points right there. Or twenty. Oh, great! You mentioned Alex Smith. Not, not to go backwards, but you mentioned Alex Smith. He doesn't have a receiver that's more expensive than four point two k, but they're all just awful. Uh, I guess Jordan Reed would be the guy, or I guess if Thompson plays, like you said, maybe you compare him with Thompson. Uh, you know, the matchup against Atlanta, you think maybe you can catch ten passes or so or something like that. But stay tuned on that one. And I guess if Thompson doesn't play, I mean, a week. Adrian Peterson is he? You know, like he had what? He caught a touchdown last week, which was certainly fluky, but. 50 carries the last two weeks. They're running him into the ground there. He's playing. He looks great, by the way. He looks, he looks amazing. It's because he's a free – like anyone who can come back from ACL surgery and the next year almost set the rushing record. Did he set the rushing record? I think it was 15 yards off. Um, like he's – you don't worry about running backs over the age of 30 when it's Adrian Peterson. Like he's, he's basically the Tom Brady of running backs. The sideboard. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It is ridiculous. Uh, super impressed by uh, Peterson the way and like and they just they're grinding it out with him. And of course, again, if Thompson doesn't go, I don't think he gets much in the way in the passing game. Like, what did they have last week? I think he had like yeah one target, and it, and it was a screen pass. But, a but we have to realize that he is facing Atlanta. Okay, but does Washington understand that? Are they smart enough to figure that out? And like, I mean, what other options do they have to throw it to? Like, he's just going to be open every time. Healthy? Huh? I don't know. If Bibbs is healthy, maybe? Uh, I think he, had a, he has a shoulder as well, too. I'm not really sure if he's going to be healthy or not. But, yeah, it, it, you, you could be right. <laughs> maybe he gets three targets. Yeah, I just kind of hope Chris Thompson plays. Other... Actually, I guess I'm fine either way because then I just hammered hammer on Adrian Peterson there. Let's let's continue on running backs. Or Bobby, you have a thought now on Peterson as far as this week? Is he somebody in play for you? Six K versus Atlanta? You say Peterson? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I played him this last week at forty nine. I ended up with a, you know ten percent or so of him. Not not enough. But uh, I also had a lot of Chris Thompson though. <laughs> I, I'm going to take a shot. I would have taken. I would love to take a shot, even if we just hear he's healthy. No one. No one's going to play Chris Thompson and. Anyway, I, I would be more interested looking that way if he's healthy. I, I'm not really looking at Peterson. You could go up to, uh, to Cohen if you want your 18 to 30 points just for uh, – he's just going to hit it there the rest of the year. And you're not that much cheaper than the, you know, the Connor Hunts that you'd play. I, I just don't think I'm that interested. You know what's interesting? Cohen had 18 points, and he only had three targets the entire game because they were ahead, and they knew that the Jets couldn't do anything, so they actually gave it to Howard. This week, it's mm-hmm. kind of a similar scenario going up against Buffalo. Um, I don't, yeah. It's, it's going to be tough to rely that much on Cohen when it could be a similar situation. I mean, I don't think the line is out yet, but Buffalo's not going to score anything, and Buffalo's defense is solid. I mean, we saw a similar scenario with White tonight where I guess he did quite a bit, but that's because that's all Tom Brady wants to do is throw to the running back. I don't know. It's an interesting scenario here. As far as the snaps, uh, last week out of curiosity, I'll throw it out there for you. 66 snaps there for Chicago. Cohen was on the field 38 times. Howard was on the field 38 times out of 66. Um, and basically, Cohen was bailed out by that one play. Uh, that, that screen pass where it looked like it was uh, like 5 on 11. <laughs> like not, eight Jets came in. They caught him on the screen, and then that was it. End of the game, 70-yard cuts out or something like that. But outside of that, he, he basically did nothing. But, you know, for sure, that he's the kind of player that always needs that one play. Well, we've seen this before with them, though. Like, it depends on the type of blowout. Like, when they blew out Tampa Bay, Cohen got all the usage. Like, 
it's, I don't know with the bears that you're going to necessarily know you have to factor in the Howard part of it, but like Cohen, I think is going to be getting there more often than not the rest of the year in this kind of game. And I, I just think that the upside on that guy is so high still. Um, Here's my problem. Not not to cut you off or anything, but here's my problem. The Cohen 6.2 K on DK, right? It's a one, 1.1 K more. Okay. Uh, it's a K more for Connor. Not a good matchup. We can talk about that too. But it's one point one more for Kamara. I I just can't talk to Cohen. Can't do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I like those other guys better. Like I, I think that I'm hoping some value opens up because it'd be nice to just lock in Gurley, McCaffrey, and Kamara and move on. I'm not sure how much cash you guys play, but like basically the entire season, it's just jamming Gurley and just kind of figure it out until last week. Where and I, I play multiple cash lineups. Most I think two thirds of my cash lineups had Gurley in it. Uh, but the only reason why I got off him last week was because to some extent the seven K running backs were so so good. The step downs were just awesome. Uh, with Mixon, with Connor, with Hunt. Uh, Grant, are the step downs as good? Are they as good this week? McCaffrey versus Tampa. Now he's seven eight. He basically I think he played the entire game but one play. I want to say. Give or take, basically, he was on the field the entire game. We talked about Kamara at 7-3. James Conner, he's been crushing three games in a row. Of course, this is not a particularly appealing matchup. Uh, this is a rematch, too. In-division rematches tend, tend to go lower as far as the total. The first game went kind of low as well, too. Uh, I believe Baltimore was ahead, and that's why Conner didn't have a particularly good game. Um, but for sure, obviously, in tournaments. But I think he takes a step back. I, uh, I'm not as uh, enthused about Conner this week. What's your take as far as the, the 7K area this week as far as running backs? Is it as strong as it was last week? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess Kareem Hunt's pretty heavily in play. I could see them relying heavily on him because Cleveland is someone – I mean, we just saw what Connor did versus Cleveland this last week, and I have a feeling that they'll try and cut off a lot of the options on the outside there. And I could see Reed just relying entirely on Kareem. Uh, McCaffrey – He's going up against Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay is just terrible all over the place. McCaffrey is the main stake of that entire lineup. They're the worst in the league against receiving running backs, so I think he's an absolutely fantastic play. Kamara's an incredible play. So, I mean, those three right there are kind of in the same range as Mixon, Hunt, and Connor were this last week. I'd say it's just as strong. The problem is Gurley's an even stronger play this week. It's not near as strong. Last week was freaky. There was like, I mean, how many running backs had 18 plus points? Like 14, 15? Like pretty much everybody did. This is not that week. I mean, you have Kamara. Hunt, I mean, McCaffrey. look at everybody last week. Every single running back hit, got there. We're, we're, not, we're talking about the 7K range. Like is McCaffrey, Hunt, and Kamara as strong as Mixon, Connor, and Hunt were last week? No, not even close. No. And there's no reason to play the results, but yeah, the results obviously those guys pretty much crushed. Um, but you know, Carry on Johnson is he like the, not dependent upon the score? Assuming that uh, Riddick no longer plays, if he's still hurt again, we saw him catch what he had eight targets last week. Bobby, are we intrigued? We're definitely. First of all, I'm a big Carry on Johnson believer. The Lions finally have one player they can lock in along with Stafford, and that's Carry on Johnson and Galladay. But Carryon Johnson is a good player. He's going to be – he's he's a – and it's not a good – I don't like this matchup. I think Minnesota's better than they've looked, but I don't know. It's just – I'm just going based on their talent. Um, I, I'm going to – I think he's, a, he's, he's totally fine to play. I don't like – I mean, these games that are 22, 
that 10 point game that, you know, that, that LeGarrette Le had, or the 12 point game he had, LeGarrette had, you know, two touchdowns and he gets those goal line thefts taken away, which really hurts his fantasy value. Um, but the using him in the passing game, if they're down and this is the kind of game where they could be, that opens it up again because you have no, you have no Riddick back, right? Still. Yeah. Uh, he's so, questionable. We don't know just yet. And, uh, at, so and they that, brought in a duel to play and he fumbled. So he's back in the doghouse too, I would imagine. Yeah, you can't play him if Riddick plays. What about uh, Chris Chris, He doesn't who? catch the ball. I want running backs to catch the ball. I want who, running who backs that are going to get 100 yards every single game. Who did you talk about? Who did you Chris talk? Carson. Chris Carson. Yes. And he actually caught the ball. I actually watched him catch the ball. But he got many, two you know. yeah, I, I'm he exaggerating. Five in the last four weeks. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> hey, he's trending. Uh, actually, no, he doesn't have it. Yeah, he's <laughs> trending in the right direction. Um, it's up from zero. You know, he's pretty – they're pretty run-reliant. Like, I like the Chargers a little bit, like, in general as a team. I think they're probably, you know, in the top seven, six or seven teams in football. Um I, I don't know if I would go to it here, but I, he's still too cheap. Like, so maybe it's not the worst play in the world. I think I would rather play the Duke Johnson, Nick Chubb, one of those two. Oh, yeah, Duke's been terrible. Just throwing it out. Doesn't there. matter. You, no, you, well, yeah, but when Chubb and Chubb may have looked like he's been terrible, but now you've got a like a seriously improved matchup. Um, I mean, obviously Tampa Bay was a good matchup, but this is a really good matchup against KC. The thing with this kind of game, though, is you could see Cleveland throwing the ball a lot, which would, again, put Duke Johnson back in play. I know we haven't seen as much as we thought, but because they never get down by as much as we think. If there was a time for them to get down by a few scores, this would be the game. So Duke Johnson, you know, I don't know. I'm thinking out loud right now. It's early in the week, but I I might take a shot on him. I would much rather, much rather go with Isaiah Crowell. Um, I know he destroyed. Oh yeah, last week. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that too. No, yeah, he's a guy that can go off for a 60, 70 yard run. I mean, he's done it twice this year. We saw it a lot over in Cleveland. Um, he's the main back in there, and again, they use the they use Cannon quite a bit later on in the second half, but they still gave him thirteen runs, most of which were in the first half. He's going to be a little bit involved in the pass game. He's going up against an all right defense, but Miami is in all likelihood, I think, going to lose this game. Um, they're not. Not very good right now, either the Jets, but I think they're going to rely pretty heavily on Crowell here. Why do you think Miami's going to – like, I, I don't have a, a hugely strong take on this game, but I'm not really sure why you think Miami would just lose this game. I'm, I, I just am really down on Miami, and at least it'll be close. I mean, Miami is a three-point favorite right now, and that's just because it's on the road, but they lost, what, four or five, five or six, whatever it is. Um, they just don't look Jet- great. Osweiler. Here's my take for this game, by the way. Uh, but you, you mentioned Crowell. I'll, I'll pull it up as far as uh, the snaps last week. 54 in total for the Jets. Uh, Crowell, or Cannon had 29 and Crowell had 25, for what it's worth. Um, my take as far as this Jets-Miami game, it'll be more interesting to watch the crowd than the actual game. I'm from South Florida. Uh, it's, it's a bunch of New Yorkers, a bunch of transplants, and a bunch of locals from uh, – it's over under like 12 and a half number of fights in the crowd. That, that is the most interesting part of this game. Right I mean, there. every single Florida game, I just assume the over is – over-under is 20 fights. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's reasonable. That's just the Florida. bad line. Hammer the <laughs> over. <laughs> uh, is, there, uh, is anybody chasing Lamar Miller? Anybody chasing uh, – uh, who else did our guy had, had a pretty solid week? Well. For Denver, Lindsey. 
Oh, I mean, it's Lindsay's dependent on if what's his name is out again. Yeah, obviously. So uh, Lamar Miller's only two games, the only two times of the year I couldn't use him. It's really driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> there was like a moment there where like, are we actually going to name Freeman or just going to let it sit there? Let's just let it sit there. Let's not. Let's just call him what's his name. Yeah, I, I I couldn't remember which one it was. If it was Freeman but, or Booker, but we missed the, we missed the one guy though. That's obvious. Like if, if Lindsey, you know, if if we don't have you know Booker again, like I think you play Lindsey. He's really good, man. Yeah. Is he though? Yeah. Like does it does it matter? Yeah. Is the question right? Because what way is he's not drafted? Well, do you, we don't know. He's good, good, but what we have no. I, what do you mean we don't know? Do you pay attention to anything? Do you watch do you football team? <laughs> what? what, do you, what what I, I, was a I didn't catch much football this last oh, week. Okay. What did I miss? This is like almost as bad as when you were talking about Jaron Jackson. I think just know this guy's going to be like one of the best players and one of the best 20 players in the NBA for the rest of the next 20 years. I, I'm um, on team Jaron Jackson. What are you talking about, man? Keep you know who right, he was. football. Triple J. All right. All right. Anyway. Lindsay's for real. He's good. He's a he's a he's an actu- actually a good uh, a really really talented super talented running back. He's going to be much more involved uh, going forward, especially if Booker's out. They do like to use the, the other you know Freeman a little too much. I don't know. I just I still think Lindsay. If there's only one other guy to worry about splitting any time with, I'm I'm definitely going to take some shots. Grant, you have anything else as far as running backs, or you have a, you want to jump and talk about some some uh, receivers? Let's talk about wide receivers. Let's do it. All right. Where uh, is yours? Well, Thielen is Adam Thielen. That's the end of that story. Um, you can talk he starts off with 13 points. Yeah, yeah, we know. We, well, 13 <laughs> points plus the seven catches he's guaranteed to get every single game. His <laughs> game so, log is absolutely 20, ridiculous. He's, he's going to get 20 points every game. That's your floor with him. Um, him and Gurley in a lineup don't leave you with a whole lot of cash, so. It's going to be tough to play him in cash unless some value opens up there. But he's up at the top. We have Juju and Brown going up against Baltimore, which is a very tough matchup. And it's in Baltimore. It's a divisional game. So I think it's going to be tough to use either of those guys. I'm kind of crossing them out. The really interesting one at the top is Hopkins. Um, mm-hmm. Like, without Fuller in there, Hopkins' touchdown equity is just so massive. Because Fuller, like, accounted for so much of it, too. I think – like, people are forgetting how good Hopkins is and how good Hopkins – I mean, they won't after that catch last week or not catch. Uh, but Hopkins is going to be targeted so much in this game. Um, I'm assuming uh, Chris Harris Jr. or whatever his name is isn't going to be on him. I could see him with 15 targets in this game and him going off for and being maybe even the highest-scoring player on this entire slate. Yeah, Will Fuller is out for the year. Ellington's out for the year. Kiki Cutie's currently questionable. I guess he'd be interesting if he goes. I was trying to figure out, like, who the second receiver would be if Cutie doesn't go. And, like, I got nothing. Like, Sammy Coates? Like, <laughs> where is there anything to look? Or maybe Hopkins, just like Grant said, Bobby, uh, he's just going to get, like, 15 or 20 targets to speed him. He probably still will, but I'm definitely more interested in the secondary receivers. Um... Who? Name them. No, it's just generally how I prefer to approach. That's why I was interested in Sammy Watkins this week and not Tyreek Hill against uh, uh, Denver. Denver is one of the best defensive teams in in football. It's not a question. If they could move the ball consistently, they would be – their defense would look a lot better than it is. Um, I'm okay with Hopkins because he's going to get great volume and a lot of work. 
I think that I'll be looking at other receivers, but I do, I, I definitely get the argument. And I don't think that it's going to be just all him though. I, I do think if QD plays, I'm going to play a lot of him. I think he's super talented too. Like he's a guy I believe in as well. So the way they use him, all right. throw the ball, whoever that secondary receiver is, is going to be valuable. I didn't really get an answer as far as who wide receiver two is going to be. But, yeah, we don't know just yet. Stay tuned on that. This is a Monday podcast. How are you, you why are you asking us? Why are you asking us? Are you saying out loud that we – we, how can we tell you – Well, no, I was pivoting. It was, I was trying to set something else up. I was pivoting because, again, it's a Monday podcast. And we know the freak, Tyreek, is currently dinged. He's got a uh, – I believe – what is he? He's got a groin. So he's questionable as of Monday night. What if Tyreek Hill doesn't play – you mentioned Watkins, Bobby, but, like, you know, there's some other talented dudes on this team that don't really get the chance necessarily. Conley is super talented, doesn't really get the chance. Like, are, are you going to jump at rostering some other guys? You know, uh, well, if you go back to Watkins, is Conley somebody you're going to consider? Or where are you at as far as uh, if Hill gets ruled out? Um, I would jump all over Travis Kelsey. Um, oh, he's good, too. He's probably, like, like if there's he's going to be obvious like and it's just going to be how can people fit him in with the Rams and New Orleans which is hard to do but he's so much better of a play like than anybody else you could play Watkins this is not a good team I'm I'm going to get excited trying to pick on throwing the ball but it is Mahomes and an offense that I don't think has trouble moving against anyone so um I don't care whether it's Watkins Conley whoever we hear the full, the actual receiving core is is always in play with, with Mahomes, especially if you get him underpriced because uh, Hill's out. But something just tells me Tyree Kill isn't going to miss a lot of games. Really hurt. Well, I mean, all I know is it's a great injury, and it's you know I think he left the the game. I don't know if he came back over the weekend, but who knows? Uh, you know, stay tuned on that. Obviously, Monday podcast we have no idea. Uh, Grant, chime in here. You have a thought on that? You want to bring somebody else into the conversation? I mean, Hunt. I mean, again. Cleveland has the best pass defense. Andy Reid's a very small, smart feller. And Hunt <laughs> is a very good running back that can also get heavily involved in the receiving game, which is three straight weeks of six targets um, after not getting more. I we're talking about receivers. I mean, we are. But I'm saying I don't know if it's an absolute necessity because this could be very much a running game. Uh, I think that Watkins is the guy that – is probably going to benefit the most if Tyree Kill ends up missing. And obviously, Kelsey, uh, the Browns give up a whole lot of volume to the tight end. And Kelsey's obviously a guy that always gets a whole lot of volume anyways. He's a fantastic play. Um, but I think that, like, it may not – Mahomes spreads the ball around. Reed spreads the ball around. I could see none of the wide receivers actually getting that huge of a number this weekend. Um, although Watkins and Conley very easily could, it could end up being the t- targets get spread out to other places and all the points get spread to other places where it's not necessary to go with any of these guys if you do and if Hill does end up missing. You guys got a cheap wide receiver you like? Anybody want to throw somebody out there? Oh, he burns me every week, but I'm going right back to him, Mr. Jermaine Curse. Oh. oh, no. Uh, so then here's. <laughs> First of all, he got 10 targets. In the is line. he going to be fighting in the stands in Miami? It's probably the most interesting part of that game. <laughs> but so, yeah, go ahead. What was, what was the main thing with the last two games for the Jets? Why they didn't score a lot of points other than the fact that they're a bad offense? 
Oh, uh, yeah, that, that, that's kind of an issue. Uh, yeah. They're putting against Chicago. Oh, oh, oh wind? Is, is that what it was? You're going to throw a wind, wind at me? Yeah, wind. Like oh, no. High amounts of wind and two very good defenses <laughs> do not mix well with a banged-up receiving core and a young quarterback. Uh, this week they go against Miami. Curse is clearly the main stake of that offense with a noon while, and if Robbie Anderson misses again, I'm kind of assuming he is, then, like – it very well could end up being just a complete and total Jermaine Curse game at 4,200. And he's burned so many people in the last two weeks that I don't think people are going to go back to it. And this is the first – this is the most favorable of those three games by a large You part. might get some TVs on the other side, by the way, too, just to throw it out there. The Dolphins receiving core is still banged up. Uh, you know, a guy like Grant is super cheap. If he gets some run, and Amandala in the slot can get some run as well, too. Depending upon uh, Amendola should be their quarterback. He's he's gonna go. <laughs> I think he had the most touchdown passes in that last game. <laughs> I th- wasn't he a quarterback in college or something like that? I, I, I think he was somebody else. I think I just assumed that all former New England court, uh, wide receivers are quarterbacks in college. Or they played lacrosse. I think uh, yeah, some of them play lacrosse. Yeah. Hey, hey Bobby, did you know Antonio Gates played basketball? <laughs> of course, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how about this though? Did you know Jimmy Graham? Every played great tight end, every great tight end played basketball. That's why Bobby, they're great Bobby, tight ends. We're, That's we're, we're making fun of announcers that always say that every single time they're <laughs> on the field. Chris Hogan played lacrosse. Uh, um, Bobby, you, Connor, you, guys, you guys cut out a little bit. Um, Chief receivers, first of all, I think I want to say that I'll play any Jets. I, I don't think you should play any Jets receivers, probably, unless we. You hear about something, and that would be Robbie Anderson. But I, Jermaine Curse, it's not because they've given up on him. It's the guy is like maybe a cash game play upside guy if he hits. Like, I just don't know why I want to get a guy who's going to take a bunch of five yard catches as basically a glorified, not even glorified, <laughs> an unglorified <laughs> possession receiver. I don't see any play him. Um, I think you're better off taking a shot. shot Wait, what? He's, he has touchdown equity. I mean, he, he showed it a few Look. times last year. He showed it a few times. He was just yeah, the favorite target of Wilson. I'd rather play David Moore or Anthony Miller. Like, I don't like those. I'm not going crazy for those. I think Miller would be the, the guy I would, would first be interested in, probably. I think that I would take some shots on Curtis Samuel in my stacks. Um, it's not the most exciting thing in the world, but I think Carolina is going to put up a lot of points and as a min cost guy, but the, the main guys I'm looking at Sutton, depending on the situation there, I still think I'll take shots no matter what. Uh, I also think Demarius is too cheap if they do play, if he's still there. Um, and uh, Callaway, I think is worth taking some shots on in this pretty, pretty open game. You should get a lot of targets and um, I feel like he's got a lot of upside here. So, and maybe I'll think about somebody else from Cleveland as the week comes goes on. But for right now, those are my main ones. Oh, and then, uh, you can take a shot. Do we know if Ted Ginn is for sure? How long is Ted Ginn out for? I think he's on IR. Yeah, he's okay. He's gone. Yeah, never mind. I mean, the main um, thing last week was. So I think Traquan didn't get it. Okay, so he's he's had bad he's had bad game scripts set up so far uh, for the last couple of weeks, and I think that this is a much much better spot. So big play potential against the Rams defense that keeps giving up big plays. He's uh he's the other guy. Yeah. 
Also, my I like how Grant's using the uh, the wind for curse. His A dot's like four. Like, if you can't throw the ball four yards in, in 20 mile per hour well, wind. If you, no, if there's 20 mile per hour wind, what are you going to – are you going to – and there's no deep threat at all. What are you going to do? Let's – hey, let's send guys, like, real deep back. No, you're going to have the entire first 10 yards of the field entirely covered, and he's still got 10 targets. Uh, but uh, a cheap for me that I have my eye on at least early on Monday, uh, you know, got to love Newton against this awful Tampa uh, team. We like McCaffrey. I don't like DJ Moore. He gets a run here and there as well, too. He basically gets a run once a week. Uh, I think his Tampa secondary is awful. And that kind of leads me to, I don't mind Greg Olson. Tight end is so, so bad. And I do like the idea. I probably can't get there in cash games, but Kelsey in tournaments, uh, you know, it's a bit of a spend. I actually had on my – FanDuel cash signed up last week because the, the price difference on FanDuel is just not as bad of a hike up as it is on DK. But, you know, tight end's just so bad. Uh, Greg Olson's on the field for basically every single play. Uh, Tampa is super, super vulnerable. I'm okay. You know, the injury thing is as long as he's healthy this week, that's all I care about. Uh, you know, Jordan Reed's all pile of targets last week too, I suppose. He's the perfect – you know, finally, like he's the only healthy guy in Washington with certain irony in that. Uh, Bobby, give me somebody a tight end I can actually believe in. I like those guys. I wish they're a little bit cheaper. What can I do here? I, I mean, I, I'm going to try and get Olsen and Kelsey as my early plan. Uh, O.J. Howard, yeah. perfect play. This is the guy you want to go to, I think. I think that you can double tight end this game with the way the middle of the field is going to be open. Oof. I don't know what happened. To I don't want to play one tight end. You want to play two? What? No, I'm I don't just want saying, to play like, one tight end. You want to play two. If, if you play that game stack, both of these tight ends, uh, I mean, they're cheap enough to where they could get you there. Like, it's not like we haven't mm-hmm. paid six eight for Greg Olson before. OJ Howard, you know, was basically Bray was being faded at, faded out anyway. Uh, he's got a touchdown in two of the last three games. He's been, a, you know, he's. I just think that it's a good spot for both of them. So I'm not like excited. I'm not gonna say I'm gonna like make a ton of lineups in that. That's for that game stack. But look, I think man, it's a first are, I'm still trying uh, to talk this week. Jump in here, Grant. I mean, I love OJ Howard, but I have a feeling he's going to be the chalk this week. I mean, he did very well with Ryan Fitzpatrick under center uh, for the most part. He never had a game less than 50 yards until they. How our Fitzpatrick got benched at half, and I think didn't the touchdown come from Fitzpatrick? Um, I, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So he he loves Howard. Um, real big fan of him, and so I could see him being the guy that uh, is the highest owned tight end on the entire slate, outside of maybe Kelsey, which is tough to spend up for. This is a weird week where I don't see a huge amount of value at tight end or a huge amount of good plays. I think if it's you want to. Your- go- Man. It's garbage. You were exactly what I was going to say. Fewer men, uh, they are, what is it, 31st against the tight end? Yeah, 31st in DBOA against the tight end in Denver. They seem to give up a ton of stuff to him. And I think Fewer men, he was targeted multiple times in the red zone last week. He actually ended up catching one. Um, he's the guy that if you really want to target the other guy a couple times in the end zone too, by the way, which is weird. The other tight end, sorry. Yeah, but he was Keenan was passing all over the place. And Denver's offense has actually looked not – terrible lately maybe it's just their competition but Keenum seems to be looking a whole lot better and maybe and it could also be game script who knows um you can take a shot on Burton I guess uh Njoku if you want to believe that he retired last game and then now he's coming back potentially he's going up against KC which is obviously one he's interesting 
Yeah, what's wrong with Njoku? He's a great player. He's the other guy you go to. Did we actually hear why he wasn't targeted at all? I, I'm so incredibly confused. I don't know why he wasn't targeted. I have no idea why everyone was so – thought he was going to be such a good play. I literally cannot figure it out. Oh, he maybe it's because – He had targets the week before against like the worst team in tight, against tight ends in history. I mean, he had 12 targets the week before that and 10 targets the week before that and Pittsburgh – has actually before last week had actually given up more yards, more points, more targets, more receptions to tight ends. I just pulled it up on PFF. They had 64 plays and Joker was in the field 53 times. It looks like he uh, ran block 18 times and uh, 32 pass routes. That if I'm reading this correctly, so yeah, maybe that's the reason why the last nail. That was it. That's, I mean, you got to go. Baker Mayfield has been awful. It's hard to blame. It's, you never know. That's what happens with these these young, awful guys. And then for one game, they get locked into somebody. They have 12 targets. And then we wonder why we don't see it again the next time out. It's because it's it's just random. It's these guys trying to figure it out on the fly. Did you, what'd you just uh, we go can't grab Bobby? On a... Go ahead, Grant. What'd you just go grab, Bobby? I just grabbed – you know what it is? It's a paper bag. <laughs> bag. The crumble. <laughs> oh, gosh. Every week. <laughs> Why do you need the paper trash bag? bag <laughs> the trash bag with my laundry, and I'm just moving it. You use a trash bag for laundry? Why are you thinking of laundry in the pot? How, how casual are you? Oh, this I'm, I just got back. Right now, I'm wearing sweatpants and a t shirt. <laughs> oh, what are you for Halloween? <laughs> I'm not at, you know what? I am a grown man. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> you know, it was a grown man, Dwight Schrute, and he dressed up for Halloween. That's yes, true. Did. <laughs> we can't yammer out much longer. We got to step up. We don't want to keep people's attention too long. Uh, we have to get, get our, uh, our plays where we take one of three dudes. This did not work out for me last week. I had a winner, and then I swapped off the winner in, uh, through DMs, and now I'm a loser um, in our game, at least, right? Um, and we're going to do. Okay, fair enough. I, yeah, that was a you know, that was an alley oop to somebody. I figured Grant would take it and slam it home. So, uh, what do you guys want to do as far as our con- uh, I guess I don't know, conviction is the right word, whatever word you want to use. Our uh, you know we picked goofy tight ends last week. I'm happy taking Greg Olson. If you, if I mean, you guys, tell me what you I, think. I don't like any. Uh, me, me and Bobby are going to fight over Howard, so I don't think I want to do that. Okay. What about low priced uh, running backs? I'll make it easy, guys. I'll go with Chris Carson. Okay, uh, I don't want to. It's weird. I don't like the whole area. Categories that I'm not considering doing. <laughs> like I, 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 I you said it. Right I'm not like right? You said that. You said you liked Isaiah Crowell. You mentioned a few guys. All right, we can go high price running backs. I was. I'm intrigued by these can guys. Go higher. Huh? One said, "Give me some cheap running backs." Uh, how about we go like the five to six two k range? Bobby, I'll let you have. I don't, I'm not going to play anybody in there. You just said Cohen. You love Cohen. You give a whole spiel about him. You can have no, Cohen. No, no, I want Kamara. Just why you – look, if, if I script this week, which I probably will after I get over this Dodgers loss, I think that Cohen is going to definitely be a part of it. I like how you can't script. I, All right, you, right, you, pick, a, a, Bobby, you pick a category. We can go low-priced quarterbacks. High, high-end running backs. Oh, okay, I okay. I got Gurley. <laughs> All right, beat you to it. All right. I'll take Kamara. We're playing uh, one per dollar. Oh, yeah, that's oh. a good point. Ugh. I'll take tomorrow. I'll, I'll take tomorrow. Who's got tomorrow? I took you know tomorrow. What? Yeah. You guys what a swerve that was. Fine, I'll switch it. I'll take McCaffrey <laughs> instead. 
Okay. Grant? I, I got Gurley, right? Dollar for dollar. You know what? Um, if we leave Kamara out of this, if you want to take Connor, I'll take Kareem Hunt. Uh, I don't want Connor here. I think I want Kamara. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to be nice. since After the tweet I have for you this week, I'm going to let you have Kamara. You need it more than me. I'll take Hunt. <laughs> I need it more than you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I feel like I was set up for that with the old okie doke. But all right. Uh, the official picks are Bobby. Who's your pick? He's got McCaffrey. All right. Uh, he's busy doing his laundry. He couldn't answer the question. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I just let it go. I just, no, it, just, it just occurred to me that we forgot about one really good play on the slate, and I just wanted to throw his Well, tell the people. Who is it? Jackson. I mean, assuming, Jackson. assuming Fitz starts, it's Deshaun Jackson. I think he's We're all the podcast for DJX? Does, does he not want to get realized that he needed the, to be mentioned? Uh, yeah. Is his quarterback? He, 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 yeah, this guy's been one of the better fans. With Fitz as quarterback, really, I think he was the top fantasy point per play for a dollar. He's been great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, what a bizarre split. I'm not uh, aware of that split. You ready to get to – You're, you're not aware of it? The first two weeks of the season, he was the best point per dollar play on either slate. Yeah. Well, I, well, I didn't know how far that went. Against, went, but against yeah, Philly and New Orleans, who since crushed. then have locked down everybody. So what do you think he's going to do against a Carolina team that just keeps hitting enough big plays? Boom. I mean, he's always one play away from justifying the roster spot. I will give you that. Uh, he, caught, he broke a big one uh, last week, what, for 60 yards or so or something like that, took it to the house. Uh, all right, that's uh, that. That's that's it for analysis. Uh, we're now we're gonna do uh, we're gonna make fun of me apparently, and we're gonna reveal the winner in our um, as far as our question of the week last week, and we're gonna give the question this week that we want to ask uh, you guys to give answers to in the uh, the comment section, of course, at rotogrounders.com where you find the podcast. Now, some people give it to us on Twitter. Put it in the uh, if you can put it in the comment section, that'd be great. We much appreciate that. Makes it easier for us. Um, Grant, all right, I'm stalling. What is my punishment? Uh, your tweet will be, this Halloween, I will be dressing up as my own personal hero, Skip Bayless. Your takes and ability to captivate an audience is incredible to me and something I aspire to every day. I love you, Skip, and don't stop being your brilliant, don't stop with your brilliant analysis. Hashtag Skip for president. <laughs> now, do I, I like it. normally we get two or three options. Is that it? Is that, that's my only option? I'm, I, I, I mean, are you going to have that much of a problem with it? I feel like it's pretty bad. Uh, well, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, I think people will know I'm joking around, but, like, I'm going to get, like, a bunch of comments or people are going to just – I try to make it as over-the-top as that's, possible so that people no. – No, 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 no. You want them – Grant, but the, it's so much funnier when they kind of think it might be true. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, then you actually have to get a Skip Davis costume too and take a picture. <laughs> Who's Skip Davis? Skip Davis. Skip Bayless. Uh, Brent, where are you moving? What <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> a random question. He's wanting to know all podcasts, I'm sure. Dean, you told me I tried to ask off the podcast, and you said, well, "Save it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast." All uh, right. Well, here you go. <laughs> I'm going to be a roaming gnome. I'm not sure where I'm going to end up. So I'm just I've I've got multiple multiple houses with extra bedrooms that I'm going to end up staying in uh, between Denver, Oregon, California. What? Yeah, you're hitting the road. Ooh, you're going to be road. like uh, uh, Chris Farley in a band down by the river. No, no, I'll have a house every single time. Plus, I have a half million hotel points. So, Grant, um, do you want to do you want to wow. get a, a caravan and travel around for a few months? I mean, it would be the first time we've done it. 
<laughs> Thanks for the invite, by the way. I appreciate it, guys. Uh, good looking out. Always. Uh, I feel like the third wheel. We'll stop by and visit you. We'll stop by and visit you. I don't want the cameo. I don't want the, you know, we'll give you a little visit here. Not only that, no, no pity visit. I want the invite. No. No, we want to see. Okay, fine. You're invited to come with us, but we know you're. No, that, that, now I feel like I'm forcing my way in. So no, no, thank you, but no, thank you. But uh, I'm glad you thought of me. Grant, <laughs> did you have a ramp on the line? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I do. Um, so now that I'm moving out of my place, I guess this is how it gets brought up. Uh, the bathroom light went out in my bathroom, and there's obviously no light in there, and it's in the middle of a dark hallway already. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, there's no light in there. It's a wiring issue, and I'm moving out in a month, and I don't feel like dealing with my landlord, so I'm not going to ask him to fix it until I, after I move out. I'm going to mention it to him. Um, so, yeah, all the business I generally do in the bathroom, I've done completely in the dark. Uh, it gets very scary in there. I tried putting a lamp in there, but realized I didn't have the right bulbs, so I gave up on that. And now just showering, showering in the dark is very tough, and you run into a whole lot of things you didn't think you would. And brushing your teeth is very tough. You end up stabbing yourself in the eye occasionally. <laughs> Couple things. New technology. Have you heard of candles? Oh, gosh. That is smart. Brushing your teeth in, in the dark is hard. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, when it's pitch black, <laughs> you're missing the toothbrush. It, it's a lot tougher than you think. But candles. God, candles never dawned on you at no point? No, at no point did they dawn on me. <laughs> a flashlight, maybe? <laughs> your cell phone? <laughs> well, half the time I forget my cell phone, and when you're in the shower, you don't really think, oh, I'm going to bring my cell phone in here. You're going to take very romantic uh, showers now with like seven or eight uh, candles outside. Uh, second thing, what's the actual number of days? Like, so you're saying you're moving out in a month, so it's not worth it. What if you're moving out like in two months? Would you then make it a point? Like, okay, let's get the light. Like, well, I mean, where's honestly, the breaking point? Say, I'll have I, a conversation. I don't want to have to deal with my landlord that badly, so no. Plus, I'm gone. Doesn't he live like right next door to you? Yeah, still do not want to ever talk to that guy again. <laughs> I feel like you guys end up falling out. Or I don't well, yeah, when he broke into my house while I was sleeping. He broke into my house while I was sleeping, and I come out without a shirt on, wondering who the heck is in here, and he's just standing in my living room with three people, and I'm like, what are you doing? You're here to check smoke detectors. You're legally not allowed to be in here. Oh, but we just need to check it. Uh, uh, fine. And then I realized, oh, wait, all the batteries are out of the smoke detectors. So then he knew I took the batteries out of my smoke detector because it kept going off because our oven is I, I hate this place. We need to get more of those like 88% of smoke detectors have dead batteries, give or take. I think that's why they originally, like, we took out the batteries because no one wants to go and replace a smoke detector battery. And who has whatever D batteries lying around? Oh. Uh, they oh. still make D batteries? Who knew? Yeah, but now now all of my smoke detectors are up and working after that. And now whenever I cook, we have the fan above uh, the stove is out, so the smoke detectors go off all over the apartment. All right, let's knock out the question from last week. Let's give out a T-shirt to somebody. Uh, if we say your name, slide into my DMs on the Twitter machine, or slide into my DMs on Rotorbiter somewhere, and I'll make sure uh, I'll make it happen for you. Uh, Grant, we talked pre-show briefly about it, and I asked you, and you said there's a definitive winner, so you tell me. We'll tell the people what the question was, and you tell me the definitive winner. Uh, best DFS-related costume, and there were some decent ones, but to me, what I was going to go as on Friday, but it was a theme party, and so I had to go with the theme, but it's the Ryan Fitzpatrick press conference, and it's even more fitting because he's back in our lives again. 
Um, so, yeah, Deshaun Jackson's close on Brian Fitzpatrick. Yeah, where you look like, uh, you know, Conor McGregor, basically. Yeah, or you can just go dress to Conor McGregor, I guess. That is uh, an Eagles fan, I assume, unless it's uh, ironically titled. That's PHI Eagles, and he has an Eagles avatar, so that confirms it. So, yeah, slide them DMs. Bobby, are you disputing this or are you good with this? I'm good with it. I was a big fan of the Jay Cutler smoking a cigarette costume. <laughs> that was That's good. Funny. Uh, That's a, Anthony Davis That's covered uh, in Band-Aids is a fun idea, sure. But, uh, yeah, and this guy had an avatar, too. So the avatar always kind of wins out. But it's no, hard Anthony to Davis is not a good idea. Like, we got to get over that. I know he's hurt right now. But in general, this guy's actually been <laughs> most in basketball. I mean, there's no more tilting thing in DFS, NBA DFS than seeing. It hasn't happened NBA. in a long time. It hasn't time happened in a while, but it was still like, it was a solid yeah. year of our life. I'll never get back those gray hairs. <laughs> Greg, you know what happened the last time he got removed from a game? It always happened when he was chalked yeah. on a three-game slate. No, no, it happened, it happened once for me last year, though, when, when, he, when he left and then he didn't come back for a quarter. And guess how many fantasy points he ended up with? 80, 100? 93. Yeah. No, I know it's happened, but still, like, it's something that hits very close to home to DFS players. I know, but it's just – we got to get over it at some point, guys. I mean, I haven't mentioned it all year, but that was just a funny <laughs> costume. Grant, what's the question this week? Uh, best Will Ferrell quote from a movie, TV show, SNL, whatever. Ooh, Gifts are highly – really hard. Yeah, gifts are. Don't give away any answers, Bobby. Yeah, don't give away any answers, but there's a good 50 of them. Um, But yeah, so gifts are heavily encouraged, which if you can't find a gift for the quote, it's not going to win. Oh, well, I wouldn't say that definitively, but yeah, you're right. It probably doesn't hurt. Yeah, if if there is a YouTube clip help, how about a YouTube uh, clip? I mean, those would work too. Yeah, YouTube links are also encouraged, but gifts are just the easiest thing because there's literally every single one of his best tweets, all in likelihood have a quote or have a gift there. Yeah, uh, but that's a fun one for sure. So again, leave that in the comment section. The one we like best, you'll win yourself a uh, luxurious Rotor Grinders t-shirt. Good times. Uh, that's the pod, boys. You got anything for the road, Bobby, or shall we, uh, I guess you have the laundry to attend to. Look, I got to clean everything. I got Red Sox fans all over me. I got to get rid of everything from last night, move on. But honestly, it's funny because I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast this morning and I actually made myself listen to the thing when I was driving, but uh, it's painful. And it, it's, it's time for people. He was even saying this, that it's time for people to recognize that Dodgers fans have been tortured. Like it is weird to be in it every single year to win the division or to be in the playoffs basically all the time and still not be able to win a world series They've won one in my lifetime, but I... Oh, I just one? Tired. Just one. It's been a long the time. The smallest violin is playing for Dodgers. Yeah, imagine players. being a San Diego. Dodger fans, it's it's hard to be a Dodger fan. It is. No, it's, it's not. It's, these have been some tough losses, Dean, and it's too soon for you to be talking like that. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> but, but, well, everybody else's team has been long gone. What are you talking? This is the Dodgers. It's every year. Loss, last but- year was a brutal loss. That game five last year was like probably the most brutal loss you could have in a game. You could blow a game like three or four times in a uh, Imagine minutes. being a Seahawks yeah. fan and having Marshawn Lynch not run the ball on the one yard line and the Patriots, the worst team in all sports. You've got your two titles. You got your two t- titles. We got one. Right? One. 
title. No, you got two, didn't you? Oh, yeah, one. one, one. Yeah, yeah, thanks for reminding me. Two if they would have ran the ball. Great, you got anything for the road? Um, no, I'm going to go shower with a candle. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> with that, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the pod. Uh, feel free to leave uh, comments again in the comment section regarding, well, regarding the podcast, sure, why not, and regarding the contest, which is up a feature. That'll be good times. With that, uh, good luck week nine. Stay tuned. There will be news breaking. Obviously, stay tuned to the upcoming Brother Brothers podcast as well. For Bobby, for Grant, I'm Dean. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We're out of here. Holler. You really just forgot your name. Be a kid. <laughs>